This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. The idea that the Yankees can't afford a, a rebuild, what are they going to do? Tear down Yankee Stadium? Put up condos? You can either choose to rebuild or you can have rebuilding forced upon you. I don't think Yankee fans would embrace it, but absolutely, the Yankees could afford to take a step back for a year or two, the minor league system, so that it actually produces some major league talent. I think Yankee fans would deal with a, a, a tear down or a rebuild, but it would depend on who's doing the rebuilding. They're not going to oh, deal... Yeah. They're not going to embrace it. They're not going to stand for it if it's Brian Cashman doing it. They're not going to believe it. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. A lot of people want to talk about, want to give their decisions, Gordon, about blowing up the Yankees or keeping them or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, a, interesting. it's almost like an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. It's like, I'm a Yankee fan. I've been a Yankee fan since 1961. I love it, though. Yep. All the Yankee fans turn out are older than I am. Makes and me feel like a young guy, Larry. There you go. The, only, the, the sad thing about it is they understand what rebuilds are. A Yankee fan since 1961. Right. The that guy folks, was older than me. There was a guy before that was older than yeah. me. The younger folks, they're not calling. They don't, they don't want no parts of this. <laughs> well, you, you really can't take their opinion until you've lived through it. Yep. You don't know what it looks like. Because here's the thing. Like, we talk about rebuilding, and Yankee fans are spoiled in this respect because the last time they did rebuild, it ended in one of the greatest dynasties in the history of the sport, four mm-hmm. World Series in five years. That's not guaranteed. No. There are plenty of organizations who are constantly rebuilding. The Jets, the Jets have been yeah. rebuilding. The yeah. Mets for a long time were constantly rebuilding. That's how I, mean, I became at- a Yankee fan. When I was a young kid, uh-huh. my father was a Met fan, an immigrant. He, was, he, he, he liked the Mets right away. Uh-huh. And I said, Dad, why are the Mets so bad? They're rebuilding. And he would say this to me every single year. I said, I'm not, I'm not getting with that. I'm getting with the other team that's winning the World Series. I'll yeah. take those guys. Nice. Good choice by me. Good, good job out of you. Yeah. Good job out of you. Your dad, well, not so good. Not he's so got good. a couple of World Series. He's right. got a couple of World Series. Yeah, he does. He got they got here in '64, I think. He only waited five years. I think they that's got here bad. in '63. So he became a Mets fan when they came bad. along and got '69 and '86. Yeah, '86 is a long time ago. As you as you well know, it's a long time ago. Just think, and and Gordon, you lose to the Royals in 2015. Okay. The Royals, yeah. who haven't even looked like they haven't even resembled a World Series team. And they were I don't rebuilding. know when. <laughs> yeah, they were rebuilding for thirty years, and then yes. won a World Series. Won a, you know the World Series runs that they had, yep. and then all of a sudden went right rebuilding back to rebuilding. <laughs> exactly. And they got another twenty years that that looks like. Because and you make a great point, Gordon. I mean, Tampa, Tampa rebuilds every year, in a sense. They retool yeah. every year because every they year can't. They, they don't keep their players. Nope. As soon as, they, as, soon as you know up, one of their bye. pitchers' names, they're gone. They're going to trade it someplace else. They're gone. All right. Let's head back to the phones. Uh, Subi's in Midtown. What's up, Subi? Guys, I called the other day regarding uh, the Rays manager who could be a replacement for the Yankees, not you know Kevin Long, uh, Kevin Cash. Not Former Kevin player. Long, so. Former Yankee. Yeah. So Kevin Cash could be a replacement for the Yankees managerial job. And then I think they should follow the model that other teams who were bad last year, like the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, 
Now, I do have something to ask you guys. Would you trade Judge or Cole if the Giants called and said, hey, we'll give you a couple of elite prospects? Because there are teams out there who, if they don't win the World Series this year, are dying to make a big move. That's all i got to say. All right, Subi, that's an interesting call. I don't think the Yankees, they're not going to move Judge. Would they consider Cole? One year before the getting when out is of his opt out? He has an opt out, right? Is it two he years does. from now? I think it's two years. I, I would think that and they of would. Of course, get... Kay was saying they would add just going trying to add the tenth year, and just you know, keep mm-hmm. him when you got him. Yeah, um, if they offered, it's such a hypothetical. They'd never move Judge, so take no. that one out. Is there a scenario if you get to be next year and the Yankees look like they do right now, and, mm-hmm. and Cole is still good? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you have to move him. You got to. For his sake. <laughs> <laughs> For his sanity, right? <laughs> yeah. For him. He deserves it. He opt out after 2024. So, yeah, after next year. Okay. So, you out. still have him another full year. Yeah. Still got him yeah. another full year. Lenny's in Long Island. What's up, Len? Hey, how you doing, guys? I had a, uh, I, I had a thought that I wanted to uh, share with you. So with, with analytics, you know, you have to look at the uh, the past and you have to look at past data. And obviously, you have to analyze it, and you have to forecast it forward. And obviously, the more data you have, the better you're supposed to forecast. My theory is the steroid era in baseball probably threw off the numbers. And you have, in a steroid era, you had a lot of data that was basically false that will never probably get replicated again. And one of the data sets, if you look at it, is how many players in baseball during the steroid era actually had very, very amazing years after the age of 35. And now, without the stero- without steroids now, it seems like more baseball players under th- uh, over 35 are basically breaking down and falling apart. I just want to get your uh, thoughts on that. Hi, Len. Thanks, thanks for the phone call. Um... I don't think that that has anything to do with uh, the Yankees as this year's team. Uh, I agree with them. Yeah, I mean, there had to you had to be an adjustment. I mean, when when do we think that the steroid era ended? If it did, uh, I'll be sure it ended. Yeah, that's that's another question. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Alonzo with a two-run home run. That's there you cool. go. Another that's guy great. might get traded next year's deadline. Absolutely. Sign him. Sign him. All right, that's enough. Pete's in Jersey City. What's up, Pete? Hey, Pete. Thanks for taking the call. You got hey, it, man. Sorry about that. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Um, I just want to say I'm I'm one of the few guys remaining here still defending Cashman, and okay. uh, you're the one. All right. I'm the I'm the yeah I'm the guy. Um, I just want to. This is all I think. I mean, I, I understand they need more offense. I understand he's made some moves, but. You, you take this for any team in, in baseball. The number two starter who always had ERA around three is at nine or whatever he is. Rodon, his ERA has been under three for the last 50 games he started. He's at eight. You know, Cortez is gone. Ramon's gone. You lose four out of five starters. And that's the bottom line right there. I and mean, how is that Cashman's fault? If these guys, or if LeMahieu's a, a, a career 290 hitter, he's hitting 240. Or if Rizzo hits 35 a year, now he's hitting 15. I mean, I don't understand. You know, how does he know? Trevino was a gold glover and an all-star last year as a catcher. I mean, how can you expect? They were an ALCS team last year. Heading into the season, 
Vegas had them as, as World Series odds right there with, with Houston and the Braves. So I understand it's been disappointing. Everybody wants to rip it down. I get all that, but I, I just feel like Cashman's the easy scapegoat. Oh, you know, Cashman, you know, it's, it's on him. But really, how do you how do you you know blame him for a guy that has had a career in ERA around three and you know if, if there's no signs of anything or Rodon, you know, he was a, a lot of guys' target. I, I mean, you can't explain that kind of stuff. So I, that, that's all I'm saying. I feel like it, it's it's really blown out. The division's really strong this year, and I, I mean, I'm not saying everything's perfect. You know, Stan is is horrible. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of weak spots, but just blaming Cashman after. You know, 25 years of success is just, like, absurd to me. You know what I mean? Uh, that's, well, that's but, I mean, Pete, and, and thanks for the phone call, uh, this, this, the, the injuries to the rotation are uh, maybe kind of fluky, but they have injuries every single year. And a lot of the guys that you're, you're talking about, Rodon, he's always been hurt. That was, that was kind of baked into it when you signed him. But let's leave the pitching aside. Yes. Because I don't think that that's the main culprit. The offense was bad. It was bad at the end of last year. They didn't do anything to improve it, and it got worse this year. And if you take a look at the moves that Brian Cashman has made, it has gotten them further away from what their goal should be rather than closer. The Donaldson move, bringing in IKF, the moves that he made at last year's trade deadline, which all kind of flopped. The fact that they didn't really do anything this offseason. Rodon, who was hurt for the majority of the season and then stunk when he wasn't hurt. Every nothing doing nothing at this year's trade deadline. It's been two full years of bad move, bad move, bad move, bad move. And it has not just taken them further away from what their goal should be. It has closed a window of opportunity because now they are stuck with all the other moves that they made even prior to the last two years. They're in the they're in the awful situation, Gordon. They're in an awful situation. They've got Age and high contracts on one end. Mm-hmm. They've got a couple of kids who they want to see what they can do at the other end. And because your offense is not good, where there should not be pressure on these kids to produce offensively, mm-hmm. they really you really need them to produce offensively because you need help in your lineup. Yeah. Um, and I, you just wonder, if Volpe's the crown jewel, what what are the hopes for next year? I mean, there was talk in spring training, you might see Jason Dominguez at some point this year. Yeah. I haven't heard any of that talk lately. No. No. They did a segment on him on Yankees Magazine. Mm -hmm. I was perusing through Yes and happened to catch it. And um, he had a really good July. But I I don't know that they, Gordon, I don't know that you bring him up. For I mean, this year, September, he in, I mean, in Double A this year, he's hitting two forty four, three sixty one on base, and a three ninety five slugging. Doesn't exactly scream no. major league promotion. It doesn't, and that and that's and that's high now because he went on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. I think well, he look, over stretchy like over three hundred over a couple of weeks. He's twenty years old, so he still has time. Yeah, um, but again, it, it's not. The Yankees seem to do a good job in, in terms of relievers. Developing relievers on a re- year-in, year-out basis, they do a fine job there. The starters, mm-hmm. little so shaky. The so offense, good. non-existent. Yeah, not good. Not good. More of your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. The main and 
the Yankees uses this thing called hit effect OPS. So what that does is it takes out the defense and it takes all your launch angles. It takes all your exit velos and it gives you a projected OPS on that ball in play, which in theory sounds good because it takes away bad luck. So if you line out and the guy catches it, it's no longer an out in this then it's a line drive, which is kind of like what you're you're looking for. So if you get robbed, you get rewarded in theory. But what it doesn't take into account is strikeouts. So if you're a guy that puts the ball in play a lot and say you put it in play softly instead of striking out and you get a hit, you actually get penalized. So to get a higher hit effect OPS, you're better off striking out than hitting a weak single with two strikes, which to me, makes no sense. Not to me either. That's the voice of Ben Ruther. He was on with our colleague Anita Marks a couple of days ago. And this is what's going on in the Yankee farm system, Gordon Damer. So, I mean, do we sure we want to rebuild? <laughs> well, again, it comes back. Yeah, if you're going to rebuild, it has to be somebody else doing the rebuilding, right? You're not going to yeah. – if you hire somebody to build you a house and the house is falling apart, you're not going to say, you know what? We just need to build another house yeah. and let's hire the same exact guy. Now, I would disagree – with this notion that the Yankee strikeouts are why they're uh, having problems this year. The Yankees are having problems this year because they don't have good hitters in baseball. This year, the Yankees are 18th in strikeouts in major league baseball, and they are just slightly ahead of the Dodgers in terms of strikeouts. So uh, the, the strikeouts to me are not the issue. The, the lack of good hitters is the issue. They need to get more good hitters. Uh, I, and, and, and now, if you get good hitters, let me correct this. The last couple of postseasons, mm-hmm. the strikeouts, that's where it was the issue. Mm-hmm. That Those problems are not these problems. These problems are different than those problems. So the reason the Yankees are not good this year, to me, is not about the strikeouts. Um, it's it's more about just an overall lack of production. They got a lot of problems is what you're saying. <laughs> they do have a lot of problems, yes. League the league in problems right now. They do. Double plays. Mm-hmm. They're up there in double plays. Mm-hmm. You know, bad base running. Well, he, here, here's how, uh, uh, let's say it goes by batting average, right? For the mm-hmm. season, the Yankees are right now 29th in baseball in batting average. The only team that is worse than them is the Oakland Athletics. Let's go to slugging percentage because that's one that the Yankees would ordinarily always do well with, right? Slugging. Uh, in terms of slugging, where are they? Where are the Yankees? They are 22nd in baseball. Not good. In terms no. of OPS, you want some some more of the, the new age stats? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are uh, 22nd as well. So they're bottom third of baseball, and that's kind of where they are, right? Bottom yeah. third. Yeah. Lines up pretty well. It does. It does. Head back to the phones. Santiago's in Jersey. What's up, Santiago? Hey, guys. Thank you for, thank you for taking my call. Come hit it on the spot, what I was going to say. Is, is this a lack of hitting? Because when we play Houston, we lost – because we didn't hit. But now, I don't like Cashman. But the solution is not Cashman. It's, it's everything that has to do with the way a player comes to the Yankees and convert itself into trying to be Beirut. That has to change. Something's wrong with, every, like, uh, the, the the guy that you had right now, the thing that you were playing. Everybody, you need contact hitters. And that's what Cashman, that's what Cashman falls right there. Also, Everybody was trying to sign Rondon, sign Rondon, except every time I call, I say they should not sign him because he's injury prone. Now that the guy 
it proved that he's in your prong. Everybody's like, oh, it's a bad sign. Of course it was a bad sign. That from the beginning. Lemel, everybody signed Lemel. So not now we cannot put it on him. As you have to be you could criticize somebody, but at the same time, you have to you have to make sure what you say before, it keeps you your gut. Don't come and change the thing now because it is looking bad. I don't like Ashman. But what I as a fan, what I say today, I will say it tomorrow. If you don't hit in baseball, you ain't winning nothing. And the Yankees has lost all all games in the playoff because they don't hit. So bottom line is whoever it is, it could be Cashman, whoever is going to come, they have to get players that hit. And not only hit home runs, that has a good batting average. I you want contact, Santiago. That's what I you're saying. Thanks for the phone call. You you want guys that you want guys that make contact. You want what Houston has, Gordon. Their guys can hit with power. They can beat you any way you want to play. They they can if you want to go you know quote small ball unquote they can steal bases. Mm-hmm. If you want to go singles doubles they can go base to base with you. You want to go long ball they can go long ball too. That's what you want. That's your ideal situation. Look at look at Atlanta. That's what Atlanta is. But Atlanta also leads major leagues in home runs. They do. Yeah, because <laughs> they got contact wide, hitters. By a wide margin. Wide margin. They have 232. The Dodgers have 188. Oh, not even close. Not even close. Just rolling. And, they're, they and their rolling. strikeouts are lower than the, than the, than the Dodgers. Um, contact hitters? I, I, think, I think you need just better hitters. <laughs> yeah. I think you that just sums need, it up. You know, you know is, it, is it because Josh Donaldson's trying to hit home runs, or is it because Josh Donaldson is just shot as a player? Is it, you know, the uh, same thing with Rizzo this year. He was, for a two-month span, he couldn't hit at all. It wasn't that he just didn't hit all. He was relying on home runs too much. I just think that they don't have enough good hitters. Yeah, it's true. Patrick's in Queens. What's up, Pat? Hey, how you guys doing? Larry Gordon? Hey, Patrick. Hey, Gordon, do you realize that since 2017, Game 7, when the future was bright, yeah, the Yankees have won only two games in the ALCS, and they both came in 2019. Can you believe that? Yeah, I mean, that sounds – well, they didn't win any last year. I know that much, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> didn't come close last year. To the next level. Yeah. Right? And every year it feels like you could make the argument they're losing to one of their rivals, be it the Rays or the Red Sox or the Astros. It's it's always like in the most painful fashion. He lost in the, in the wild card game to the Sox to a rebuild, quote-unquote rebuilding Sox team. And, you know, Grant Jericho had a bad game, but that was, for me, the beginning of the end. I could see it right there. I mean, and one more thing, if I may, guys. You know, Cashman, Cashman always hypes up his, his prospects, that they're untouchable. David Garcia was supposed to be the next Pedro, DFA. Florial, he got DFA'd. Nobody picked him up in waivers, so he went back with the Yanks. But he was another untouchable. So, I mean, are we supposed to, like, like believe in, in, in these prospects are, are, are too good to trade but not good enough to play? I mean, I wonder what are your thoughts on that. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Patrick. I mean, we always talk about it, Larry. We're like broken records. The most important yeah. team you got to be able to scout is your own, and no. And that's one of the things when the Yankees were having their championship runs, they did an excellent job of, and a complete opposite turn from when they had their downturn, late '80s, early '90s, where they would trade away the prospects and they would turn out to be stars someplace else. When they had that championship run, they would trade away prospects, highly regarded prospects, but they never mm-hmm. seemed to trade away the guy that came back to hurt them. 
Right. Um, now, I'm not saying that they've traded away anybody that's come back to hurt them that per se, but they haven't traded away the guys that turn out to be nothing either. That's right. Uh, so you got to right. be able to scout your own organization more so than scouting anybody else, and the Yankees have not done a good job of that. The amount of prospects that they thought they were going to turn out to be something, and they held on to, they were too scared to give them up. Um, it's a long list now. It's a long list. It is, and you're at the point now where you needed some of them to give you to pay some dividends. I mm-hmm. mean, this is the perfect opportunity, Gordon. Right now, you're you're in a down situation. I mean, what would it have been? What would it have done to this team for, and it didn't turn out to be great for the Mets, but in theory, Francisco Alvarez, when he came up, Gordon, he was a lightning rod for that Met team. That Met team was struggling offensively. Mm-hmm. And he came up as a catcher, gave got into spark. the lineup, mm-hmm. gave him a spark. You know, it turned out it turned up that they flamed out, but it wasn't because of him. And I'm just thinking, boy, if, you, if the Yankees had somebody, because they normally do. I mean, when I covered that team, there was always somebody that they brought up in the middle of the season. And guys would talk about, boy, he was, oh, what a spark he was. Whoa, he made a difference. It's, it's nice to see young blood running around the clubhouse. We, we're, you know, we're wearing out middle the dog days of summer, and now this young player comes up and just gives us some, some energy, an inje- injection of energy. That might have turned things around for the Yankees a little bit. Yeah, um, they've not, and now they're going to have to really, if, if they're going to scale back the payroll, um, which I would not be surprised if they do and reset the, the luxury tax threshold that uh, they're going to have to rely on some, some youth and some spots. They're not going to be able to go spend away their problems. That's much for sure. No question about it. You guys really want to talk about it. So what does it look like? Are you willing to blow up the Yankees? And what does that look like to you? Not just firing you know, front office folks or managers, but what does it mean for you to go to – Go to the draft and bring up minor league players. And how long are you willing to wait for this team that you're now trying to put back together to be a championship team? We'll take more of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, what's your, uh, before we get to the calls, Gordon, what's your thought process this weekend? Boston Red Sox coming to town. Uh, you know, I, you know, Aaron Judge said, watched him on the press uh, post game last night. We got to get off, flush this away, and get ready. We got a big series this weekend. You know, it's the rival Red Sox. Uh, aren't you uh, confidently two out of three? You guys take two out of three confidently. Uh, am I con- No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. It feels like. Um... It feels like the team has kind of given up the rope. It does. You know, there it's have true. been times where it felt like in past years, not that it's ever been this bad, but when it's been going bad, the Yankees figure out a way, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they bounce back in some way and, and, and get back on track. When it feels like the roof's just about to cave in, they figure it out. Feels like the roof's still caving in here, man. Yeah. It feels like we have not hit rock bottom as of yet. Yep. But, um, and if you haven't hit rock bottom by now, mm-hmm. is there a rock bottom? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a bottomless pitch you got there, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it feels like, well, what? It can't get any worse than, than the Marlin loss or losing two or three to the White Sox. It just keeps getting worse, it feels like. So, so are you telling me, Gordon, that if, if the Yankees got swept by Boston, there, Harvey, I said it. 
If the Yankees got swept by Boston, how is it just like you're numb? Is it like, I mean, Gordon, you remember what this station, what were we doing? We were doing the Battle of Fenway. We were doing, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, not that long ago. Not that long ago. I mean, it was, it was what, the beginning of the season, Yankees, Red Sox, the end of the season, Yankees, Red Sox, what's going to happen? What, what, I mean, it's, it doesn't even seem like it's that big of a rivalry because both teams really, to be honest, not just the Yankees, but Boston's taking the turn too. But, um, are, are Yankee fans numb to the fact of the possibility of being swept? By I think that they at the stadium. I, I, I think that the 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 right now. I don't know that it matters that much to the Yankee fan right now. I think that they're mm. all looking towards what happens after this season. Gotcha. Uh, okay. it, Boone, it seems like is a fait accompli at this point. I don't know that it is, but I, you know, you just go by the the Clappish article that it's that he would be the first one out, mm-hmm. and then you have to like. It's very hard to predict right now where this team is going to finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they finish 10 games under 500. Oh. Oh. Right. Like, if they finish just simply under 500, I would figure it's going to be tough. But, all right, fine. They'll, they'll, they'll explain it away. But if this team continues to trend in this direction over the course of the year, I, I don't know if just getting rid of the manager is, no. is going to be enough to, to satisfy the fan base or to, to – be able to credibly say this is this is our fix or satisfy the owner i mean you gordon there, there comes a time there comes a point in time this is as i said last night how's a businessman mm-hmm. okay this is not even about baseball this is about business let's put mm-hmm. let's put with all due respect fans let's put, let's put the sport aside he's losing money here gordon he's mm-hmm. going to lose money that that park is going to be very good seats will be available in september Okay. Yes, they There's will. no question about it. And as you start to hear what fans are talking about now, they're unwatchable. Can numbers are going to go down on yes, and that cuts down on on revenue. So as a businessman, you know, you have to make a change. And a, a sub 500 team. I don't care if it's one game under 500. Gordon, it's the New York Yankees. And they don't. They're not that way. They're not supposed to be under. Well, they're 500. not supposed to be. But I, I think that the days of the Yankees with championship or bust. I think you're. If you get to a year where this year they were they were contending for a championship, or at least they their plan was to be World Series contenders, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you finish under five hundred, under five hundred, for the first time in thirty years, and if you don't clean house after that. You're not going to How do can you say we're we're all about the results? You can't. Yep. Nobody's going to buy that. No. Then you're not in it to win it. No, There's you no are not. About you that. are not in it to win it. <laughs> you're, not. you're just like everybody else. Yeah. And okay. Okay. let me correct that. I don't think you are like everybody else because I think anybody else would say we got to make, make massive change. changes here. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe that that might be the most important thing that they have to decide. What is the future of our franchise right now? That's the only thing that matters. Because the present don't matter. No. What's the future of this franchise? Are we going to are we going to continue the legacy of excellence that we've had? Mm-hmm. Are, are we going to get it back? What will it take to get it back? That's that's the major question. But and Gordon, you have to answer that question before you make any move. Absolutely. Where are we going in the? Where do we see ourselves in the next five years? 
after we get out of Stanton's contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, look, I, you know, they're the Yankees. They can maneuver around some of this stuff. Sure. Uh, not right now. You know, when you have no. five bad deals on the books or whatever it is, it, it's, you're talking about, yeah, we have all this, this payroll that we can spend up here. But if you're, if you're saying this is sunk money and this is sunk money, they still have um, Hicks's money on the books oh. moving forward, right? They got yep. two more, three more years of that. That's oh. another $10 million. You're really talking about a payroll. It's gonna instead of being, let's say, two hundred million, it's really gonna be one hundred twenty-five million because <laughs> you yeah. got all this money and guys you can't rely on. Oh, it's not the money. It's all. It's not the money. It's the years. Mm-hmm. Always. Uh, let's go to Manny and Flushing. What's up, Manny? Hey guys, how y'all doing? How we doing, Manny? What's going on? Good, 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 man. Um, Man, I miss. Uh, listen, James Harden. Let me just say this about James Harden. I have ne- listen. I'm getting sick and tired of this James Harden things. Like the news about James Harden because it's getting on my last damn nerve. For him to call Dalmore a liar, he has the nerve to do that, especially when he's the one should be is the one should call him a liar for basically believing him for the last decade. I mean, I mean, this dude is awkwardly. I mean, listen, nobody. I said, don't get me wrong. He's probably one of the greatest offensive players in the game I've ever seen. But he's also one of the one of the worst playoff chokers, one of the worst playoff performers I've ever seen in my life. I mean, ask the Houston Rockets. I mean, they lost. I mean, how many times have he's been choking in the playoff in Philly, um, in Houston, and lesser degree in OKC, even though that he was a, a six man a year. This dude is crazy. I mean, it's uh, is 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 a he 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 doesn't know how, he doesn't know how to take accountability. These players these days, not I mean not all, but these young players these days, the NBA, they they don't want to take accountability. Well, you know what, Manny, uh, and thanks for the phone call. I'm not going to paint the broad brush, but I will say this: there's a difference between leverage, Gordon, and taking advantage. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so now players start to have a little more leverage, where. Okay, let me out of my deal. It's, it's here's the situation. I'll take less or I'll sign. What what did LeBron do? Okay, I could sign for five or six years. You know what? I'm not gonna do that. Let me sign for three years. Okay, and then maybe after two years, I'll figure. If I want to stay, I'll stay. If not, I'll leave or go someplace else. That's leverage. Okay, that's doable. I, and Gordon, I understand that because it helps the team too. But when you do a situation where Harden is, where he's just like, <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm not coming here. You can do what you want to. I'm coming. I'm, what he did. What he did in Houston was criminal. He came in out of shape. Like I'm not playing for you guys. You got to get rid of me. I'm not coming here. And so that's why you saw very slyly. And I remember having this conversation with our Bobby Marks. That's why the NBA has put these little things with these contracts in to kind of rein in mm-hmm. some of the leverage that these players have had where they can just say, you know, I'm out of here. I'm going somewhere else. Or I want to go here. I want to go there. Because it hurts the league. Yeah. In addition to hurting themselves individually. And these teams can't help themselves a lot no. of times. They, they, they see it coming in the door. They don't think about when it's going to be walking out the door. That's uh, right. And, and with Harden, <laughs> could you have a – <laughs> a more established resume of, of how he operates. Uh, he's consistent. I'll say he, that for him. You can say that much. Absolutely. He's consistent. Great regular season, postseason. Anybody seen James Harden? Wow. 
and just putting up three. Same move. Dribble, mm-hmm. dribble, step back, three. Mm-hmm. Oops, didn't, win, didn't go in. Dribble, and then when the offense doesn't go, when he was playing a little defense, just like getting in people's way, he won't even do that. So now he's killing you on both ends. Ugh. You know the best part about it is? With the current Knicks regime, there's yes. nowhere to be found. No, 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 not involved you. in it in any way. Nope. And that, nope. we all know, Larry, there's been plenty of previous regimes. They would have been looking for their angle on this thing. He would have been here before he went to Philly. Oh, my God, what a disaster. <laughs> he would have been right imagine? here. Oh, my God, what a disaster. Can't you imagine? He would have been right here, Gordon, dribbling, 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 and dribbling. Just Clyde would have been coming up with all kinds of rhymes with dribble. <laughs> <laughs> because of James Harden. <laughs> He'd been pulling his hair out. He'd just be like, oh, this is awful basketball. Talk about isolation. Hey, go ahead and talk about pounding the basketball. Mm, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Unbelievable. Ball stopper, as uh, oh. Phil would, would say. Ball. He makes the ball disappear. Yeah, yeah. He is, as they used to call Kevin McHale, he is the he is the new black hole. Give the ball to him, <laughs> never see it again. More of your conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Sit back to the phones. Uh, let's talk with David in Washington Heights. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's up, fellas? How you guys doing? Hey, David. Listen, I'm going to get right into it. Um, these guys, the Yankees, are really in a dark place. I mean, everyone who's making baseball decisions, I think they need to just get rid of all those guys. Brian Cashman has made some real pivotal mistakes over the past years, and whoever's making decisions in terms of scouting and drafting all of these prospects, the only guy that's come out of that camp is Aaron Judge. Gary Sanchez fizzled out. Andrew Hart fizzled out. A few years back, he had a chance to get Garrett Colby a trade. He didn't do it. He didn't want to give up Andrew Hart. He let the Astros face us with two aces. We already know what happened there. Um, Then he goes, and instead of waiting for a power lefty like Bryce Harper, he gets Giancarlo Stanton on a discount. Giancarlo Stanton is going to be with us until he's 30, what, nine years old? He's not going to be playing the field after two more years. This guy's made out of glass. Two more years? You're being optimistic. Two more years. (laughs) You're right. I am being optimistic, to be brutally honest with you, because this guy just cannot stay on the field. He's he's a power hitter, but there are times when he's at the plate, the guy looks completely lost. I really don't understand it. And this is a big market team who's going 100% analytics. I have no idea why they're doing that. They're not letting any managers manage. Managers, when you're you're working for the Yankees, all, all you are is a puppet. So whoever the analytic nerds are upstairs in front of the computers, analytics, is, there's a place for analytics in baseball, but at the end of the day, it's baseball. You have to let managers manage. Every game is different. You have to feel the game. You have to play the game the way it's supposed to be played. If you have to do small ball for an inning, get these runs in. I mean, it's, it's, it's dark, man. The Yankees are looking really bad. I mean, they, they were selling us promises with Jason Dominguez. Jason Dominguez is no longer the number one prospect on the prospect uh, rankings. You got Spencer Jones jumping ah, over all that him. stuff. He doesn't that that like stuff moves around work. every year, though. It changes, though, David. Thanks for the yeah, phone call. We get what you're saying. But, uh, you know, you're right. They've, the moves have not been good. It's the bottom line. They have not been good. He's, been, he's, been, he's made bad moves, and he's been unlucky with the moves he did make. 
Yeah, and the moves that he made, they may be blaming them on analytics. I don't know what analytics they're 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 looking at. Um, and I'm not somebody who looks down on analytics because all the best teams in baseball at some degree are using analytics. The Rays mm-hmm. use analytics and and uh, succeed basically every single season. The Red Sox were the first team to bring Bill James on board. Uh, the Astros have been uh, involved with uh, analytics up the wazoo. The Dodgers. I, I mean, all these teams use analytics. So it's just a question of not looking at the right numbers, clearly, and, and not deciphering the information that it's telling you. It's not necessarily just – it feels like the, that analytics has become this, this boogeyman that we just – ah, it's all anal- – the Yankees use analytics. Well, what, what analytics are they – I don't know what analytics, but they're using analytics. It's not, it's not dark magic. It's not voodoo. It's, you're supposed to look at the numbers, and those numbers, you're supposed to be able to interpret that to, to mean something. And they're not interpreting it because it doesn't they, mean a thing. No, they need, they need Google Translate right now. <laughs> Joe's in Long Beach. What's up, Joe? Yeah, Gordon, Larry, I've been hearing you guys for like the past hour, and I wanted to call with a, a solution or a scenario that I'd like to paint for you two, if you allow me. All right, go ahead. All right. Um, season ends. Uh, I don't care how many games under 500 the, the Yankees uh, end up, but if I'm Hank Steinbrenner, I tell Cashman, you know, thank you for everything you've done for us. You know, here's a check for the remaining years on your contract, but, you know, we no longer need your services. You know, and on the way out, grab your analytics book and grab Boone and take them with you. Um, I would then start all over again. And the first person that I would hire would be David Stearns and create just a monkey wrench for the Met fans who probably want to hire him at the end of this season by hiring probably the most brilliant mind in baseball right now up to date. Give him the reins for the next 10 years. Let's see what he can do. What do you guys think? And what do you think would be the better role for him to take if both jobs are available? First of all, Joe, uh, as a Met fan, I want Theo Epstein, so you can have David Stein. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I want. That's who I want. I, listen, um, here's the thing that, that really stops me about Stern, right? And it's Gordon Damer's fault. Because I've been reading all this stuff about Stern, Stern this, Stern My that. And Gordon said, Larry, tell me what, how many championships have they won in Milwaukee with David yeah. Stern there? And I'm just like, damn, they haven't won anything since David Stern was there. I know what Theo Epstein's done. Right. Like, if you're asking me who I would rather have, it's not really close. <laughs> now, I don't know if Theo, Theo might not want to get back involved on a day-to-day basis. Maybe he likes what he's doing and, and doesn't want to – um, to leave that, but if both guys are available, I, I know which one I would rather. Now, and that's not a slight to David Stern. No, but it's not. He's not. He's not done what Theo's done. No. And, and you know the idea that which is the better job, you would immediately say the Mets because you have uh, you don't really have anything holding you back there in terms of contracts you can't move per se mm-hmm. um, that you'd want to move they have long, they do have some guys on long term contracts but they're not pieces that you want to get out of there and you've got an owner where money is no object but i don't know it's not like the yankees are poor and right. it seems like from the depiction of hal steinbrenner 
it doesn't seem like he's going to be breathing down your If he's not breathing down Brian Cashman's neck right now, you're really going to have a pretty long run. He doesn't like firing people. No. It seems. So you could have a very long run running the New York Yankees, which, I don't know, seems like you, you, you could be set up for success there. Maybe not in the, in the immediate, right, because you do have some contracts you can't do anything with, and you're just going to have to live that out. But I don't think it's as slam dunk as I think a lot of fans would make it. I agree with you. I, I think when you look at it, the first thing you have to do with the Mets is try to get their minor league system in order. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the number one priority. And, you know, you just came on and you've got, which is crazy, but, you know, because Cohen has put forth his own timetable mm-hmm. in the sense of, I want to have a World Series championship or championships in three to five years. Well, you're under the gun. You walk in that door, you got you got two years left. <laughs> right. So... So, you know, and you've just come off a set. And guess what? He's not going to be spending money that easily over the next couple of years either because he's learned his lesson. Gordon, he's still paying. He's, going, he's paying people to play for another team. I mean, like a lot of money. A lot of money. Like $80 million for two guys mm-hmm. to play for two other teams. So he's not exactly going to be he, – he will open the wallet. But he's not trying to open the wallet a lot. He's really trying to maneuver his minor league system and see if he can get some dividends and get a pipeline going there. So, really, they're almost in in they're very similar jobs. Um, The only thing I would say to you is I kind of agree with you. I just get the impression that Hal's kind of easier to work for, but I don't know if that changes Gordon because now he may have to look back and say, I mean. Maybe part of this is my fault that we got into this situation. Maybe I should have demanded more from him. Maybe I should have held people more accountable. I have to change while I'm asking other people to change. You know, like Michael Jackson said, that man in the mirror, I got to look at, I got to have that personal conversation. And you know what? What did I contribute to this mess here that I'm still paying for? And we're talking like if the Yankees finish 10 games, 15 games under 500, that Cashman is going to go doesn't seem that way i mean it's not that it wasn't exactly trending in the in the right direction when clappish wrote that the gm is safe so there's no reason to think that he's not going to be safe no matter how bad this thing ends up yeah but i kind of think 10 15 games under 500 gordon they might have to be uh reevaluation it might have to be a reevaluation fluid situation there in the bronx either it's either it's you know straighten it out or you're out of here it's going to be one of the two I think it has to be. This is this calls for drastic measures. We'll continue the conversation here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.